Good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Williams. I am a pastor and an elder here at Pierce Point Community Church. I want to thank everybody for showing up this morning, and I'd like to thank everybody for viewing us on social media. I'm doing the devotion this morning because this is also going to be the devotional assignments for our deacons in training. One thing that I am, or actually a couple of things I'm going to tell you what it's not, is uh, has anybody seen the movie Idiocracy? I know you would have. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, pardon the language, definitely see it. Uh, it's a movie based on the dumbest man in the world becoming the smartest man in the world, and you don't water your plants with Gatorade. So you've got to watch that movie. Electrolytes, that's right. Vitamins and electrolytes. <coughs> in today's educational system, we're faced with memorizing a course of study and then taking proficiency tests to see if we've remembered what we were taught. Once that you take that proficiency test and pass, then you move on. This can be easy for a lot of people, but for some it can be it can mean a very substantial amount of frustration. By that I mean for some learners, asking the right questions such as why and how does that apply are met with phrases like, because I said so. And a lot of parents are guilty of that phrase. I am one of them. Sadly, this is also being practiced in the modern church. I've attended church functions in the past where you were taught to memorize scripture and nothing more. Not that they didn't teach what the scripture meant or how it applied, but when dealing with serious life issues such as recovery, drugs, alcohol, things of that nature, it does little to solve the problem or to uh, address the, uh, the actual issues. In the education system, it's a lack of critical thinking that's produced a substandard crop of drones because they passed the proficiency test. And in the church, when faced with life's issues, it's the memorization of scripture that's supposed to get us through. Only our proficiency test will be when we meet Jesus. And are we going to pass or not? Sadly, critical thinking has been removed from our educational system. 2 Timothy 2.15 says this, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman. I'm going to stop right there for a minute because doing any kind of research, I want to know what the meaning of the words are. So let's define the workman. That is a person who performs an activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. It is a person that performs a task or task to be undertaken, something a person has to do. And it's also to be engaged in physical or mental activity in order to achieve a result, to do work. The biblical meaning of this boils down to serving and deeds. Continuing on in 2 Timothy 2.15, says, be diligent to present yourself or prove to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. So what does accurately handling the word of truth mean? Well, we call that exegesis. 
The definition of exegesis is this. It is the critical explanation or interpretation of text, especially of scripture. To put it simply, it is a process of discovering the original and intended meaning of the passage of scripture. When considering the importance of knowing truth, exegetical theology is vitally important. I have a good example of exegesis in action. In Acts 8, 31 through 34, a man replied, how can I, unless someone instructs me, and he urged Philip to come up into the carriage and sit with him. This is the story of the eunuch. The pastor of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated and received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with this same scripture, told, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. Now when I started researching exegesis and I found this scripture, I had to do some research on my own. I know what a eunuch is, or I thought I knew what a eunuch was. You always saw them in the movies. They were the big guys standing silently in the background behind the king's throne with their arms crossed looking very imposing. Does anybody here know what this eunuch was? This eunuch happened to be the treasurer for the queen of Ethiopia's treasure. That means he was an educated man. He knew how to read. And it went further than that. There was a eunuch that I read about in China that was in charge of going around and prosecuting all of the corrupt officials. And he was found to be corrupt himself later on. So eunuchs weren't just guys standing around. But that's the kind of research that we have to do in scripture. We have to research and look at every word and find out exactly what it meant. <clears throat> When I was researching this, I found different scholars, they said that there was either three or five different ways to break down exegesis. And I broke it down this way in three easy steps. Number one, context, context, context. Who, what, when, where, and why. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Now, when I was researching this, I went into several different search engines, and they all came up with the same scripture for all of it, and it kind of fascinated me. So, what is the second part? Number two is follow the rules of language, translations of words, sentence structures, etc., now, I've lived in Europe for two and a half years. I've been to Japan. The sentence structures in Germany are similar to English, but some similar to Spanish. Japanese language is backwards. And if you want to know what backwards looks like, I would sound like Yoda. Really, that's how the Japanese language is structured. 
So we have to look at the Greek language and see what the words mean and what the sentence structure is so that we can get a more refined meaning. And number three, apply it. Do it. James 1, through 25 says this, but, pr but prove yourself doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if everyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in all that he does. This is the assignment that the uh, deacons in training will be doing. This is exegesis. Taking scripture that seems to contradict itself or have no level of understanding and properly putting it in the right context, language, and how it was applied. Each contestant will receive a scripture assignment that seems to contradict themselves or not understandable, and they must sort them out so that they are properly interpreted and applied. The contestants must also show scriptural proof of their findings. In other words, you've got to go to somewhere else in the Bible, find scripture to support your findings. Their presentation will be 15 to 20 minutes in duration and have a devotional quality to it. How did this assignment how did this uh, and how did this scripture assignment apply to them? So I'm going to start off with Jace, who's not here with us. I'll have to send him a text. He's working today. And I think this one's right up his alley. Should Christians submit to the government in all circumstances? Romans 13. So you know Jace. <laughs> Adam, your assignment. Did Jesus tell his disciples to carry swords for self-defense? I know you like swords. That's found in Luke 22. Kathy, why does the Old Testament condemn mixed clothes and shellfish? Matthew 6. Where's Kathy at? Oh, there she is. She's over there. Dylan, is doubt the enemy of faith? That's found in Mark 9. And Ethan, what are the rewards that come from the Father that Jesus talks about? And that's found in Matthew 6. So they have their assignments, and for the next five weeks, they will be touching on their assignments and their devotionals. We'll be starting off with Ethan and uh, following uh, the same uh, order that we went in our last devotional series. Okay? Thank you, guys. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come together in fellowship with like-minded people to worship you and to get to know you deeper and more importantly, to know what your perfect will is for us. But Lord, help us to be those doers. Help us to learn what your word is and to apply it. Lord, that is so difficult for a lot of us, not just sitting down and doing the work, but applying what we learn. Lord, I ask you to be with Nathan today. Speak through him. Help him to communicate your word to us today in a clear and concise manner that we can all understand and apply to our lives. 
Lord, we thank you so much for this day. In Christ's name I pray, amen. Thank you.